0: Welcome to the Simple Cocktails Podcast. I'm Greg Mays, Managing Editor of Simple Cocktails.
1: And I'm Lisa Mays. Thanks for tuning in. So, let me ask you a question. If you had an unlimited budget, what would you stock or keep or collect in your home bar? In the home
0: bar? Right. That is a great question, mainly because I already know, because I keep an active Amazon (laughs) private wish list that I can just look at and no one knows I actually have. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, I think the top of, this is the, okay, maybe the easy answer is top of the list would be like a custom home bar. Okay. Like have someone come in and build a bar. isn't that that sad? We don't have that. Yeah, we've, we've got one, two, three, four. Four kitchen cabinets and a linen closet full of liquor. We
1: do. And yeah, I thought you were counting the kids that prevent us from having a home bar. Yeah, we set have one,
0: two. We have kids, and so we can't have That's a bar. what
1: I'm thinking. Like, that's the reason why we don't have liquor and glassware. Like, out on, you know, shelves. On display. Display. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's totally
0: true. That happened the other day. You were like, oh, you should get we saw some bar on a movie. Right. Like, oh, you should do that where you hang the, I saw a thing where someone made their own wine glass holder out mm-hmm. of an old rake
1: that's from so, a yard.
0: They flipped it upside down and just took the rake so handle. hipster. Yeah, totally hipster. <laughs> but it, as soon as we see that, it's like, oh, I would love to have, and then yeah. the boys throw a And ball I'm just across.
1: envisioning yeah. a Lego piece darting at 60 miles per hour, yeah. taking out the first shelf
0: it's all gone yeah
1: papa's upset it's it's no good
0: so so today it would be a custom home bar with lots of cabinets with locks right locks and and things that are not on display i think there's other little things i don't know the brand of this but do you remember that i've seen it in a at some nicer bars but it's like a little it's a steel grate. It's a mesh that goes yes. right next to a sink and you flip your glass over and push it down. Yes. You push the grate down and it sprays water up into the glass. I've so it can you rinse your glasses on the time. fly. I would love to have one of those installed right on the right on yeah. the cabinet. Is it
1: is it do you want it because to impress people or cuz it's really functional?
0: Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. All right.
0: then <laughs> that That's good an enough answer? for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then other stuff like the the nicer mixing glasses, right? Right. So right now my mixing glasses for stirring, I use the I use the beakers that are like right. you know four dollars each because I buy them in a twelve pack on Amazon, right? Right. Because they think I'm a science teacher, but exactly. really I'm a bartender. <laughs> And the, cuz the regular like cocktail beakers are like 40 or 50 bucks cuz yeah. they're like etched crystal with no seams. Right. The no seam ones cost like $20 more. Really? I don't, know if, I I don't, don't even know. I don't think I would
1: be able to even tell the difference.
0: Can you even process what a no seam mixing glass would be? <laughs>
1: it makes it the would change our lives. So much more it would better. change
0: our lives. See,
1: I'm thinking here more like antique, you know? I would love to collect absinthe spoons and glass mm. and dispensers. I hate the cocktail. I hate the spirit, but absinthe cocktail. But, you know, yeah. any, anything with any kind of, like, licorice. Right. Ugh, yeah. But the whole, like, style of it, I would love that.
0: It's That would be cool, like, to have an absinthe spoon display. You reminded yes. me of another one. You know what I really love is those juicers that you used to see at, like, Orange Julius when we were kids where they actually, actually juiced actual fruit. Yeah. You know the tabletop juicers?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: okay. Yeah, those big... And,
1: Behemoth kind of machines that you have to, yeah.
0: They're like $179. I would like one of those. Okay. <laughs> I think on a previous podcast, you mocked me for wanting one of those. I'm going <laughs> to go so. ahead and re Well, just
1: because it does, it's huge. Yeah. I'd have to it's take It's
0: invasive. Yeah. It's an invasive piece of kitchen hardware. We'd have
1: to get rid of something.
0: Yep. Yeah. I'm fine You're with okay one of the with children. That. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dump them. Yeah. Totally cool. So uh, today we have. Let's call it the start of fall. I have a cocktail later that it will be our first warm cocktail we ever serve on the Simple Cocktails podcast. And this is one that I have made. I can count how many times, but I'm about to lose count because I make this really often in the winter.
1: Good.
0: So this is a good one to have ready. It only has two ingredients and it's super easy. It's great for parties. And then the other one is where we're going to drink the most elaborate rum bottle that I've ever received. I would agree with that. And it is a wonderful rum. Yeah. So we're going to have some of that, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You ready to start drinking? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So number one is a rum bottle that has a golden what would you call that some sort of wrapping around the bottle it's probably not i'm sure it's not gold it's probably like aluminum and it's just wrapped around but
1: super classy
0: it looks it looks really cool you can see it on the blog if you're looking at the podcast you can actually just click on the link and see the post where i took a picture of it this is a rum from the kingdom of thailand
1: Mm mm-hmm We've used it before.
0: We've used it before. It is, is it a place that you normally hear of rum coming from? No. No, rum comes from the Caribbean and probably other places, but not from Thailand. <laughs> so we are going to taste this. This rum is called Praia.
1: Praia. I always <laughs> want to call it or... <laughs>
0: You called it pariah earlier pariah. today, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> I think immediately we need to serve some sort of we need maybe we should distill our pariah own liquor, liquor called liquor. pariah. <laughs> yeah. So you can become a pariah if you drink enough. I accidentally poured myself double, so I'm gonna have to deal with that. All right. But pariah is spelled P H R A Y A. The cool thing is, as fancy as this bottle looks, it's a mid range aged rum.
1: Oh that's good. So to it's know. only
0: like a thirty dollar rum. It's 40%, so it's not too high alcohol to just drink. It's not going to put your tongue to sleep. Okay. So let's try it. a rum. See what you think. Cheers.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's warm, but it doesn't burn.
0: That is my favorite cigar rum. Really? I was going to spring that on you. Oh. So clearly there's only about a third of this bottle left. The other third I drank with cigars every time. Really? Because it is so easy to drink with cigars. It's sweet but not sugary a bit of, sweet.
1: I taste like a bit of butter in it. Is that crazy?
0: Buttery? Mm-hmm. Cinnamon. I taste a lot mm-hmm. of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It, it's It's just a bad. nice, yeah, especially, again, as we barrel into fall and into the winter. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. We're all, <laughs> we're all faking like we're smoking right now because it tastes so good. It does. Yeah, so it's very much a fall-tasting mm-hmm. rum. Yeah, I totally get that. What else that. you taste? Take another drink.
1: Uh, I wanted to say butterscotch.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Butterscotch is common with rums, I think. Yeah. I don't know what it's made of. I don't know that that matters a lot. Made with a time-honored process that obeys the natural laws of the classical Asian elements. Okay. Fire, earth, air, and water. Uh, This is a really good rum. It's imported by a New York company. Uh, But again, this is called Praia Deep Matured Gold Rum. So there's the date. It's even stamped 2011. So this is a three-year-old rum. Nice. Actually, it was probably older than that. Three years is when it went in the bottle. But anyway, what do you think? I like it. I've made you drink a lot of rum on the podcast. Yeah,
1: I think I'm getting used to it. Yeah. I think so. Uh,
0: So rum in barrels turns brown. This is a brown rum. Mm -hmm. Brown reminds us a little bit of whiskey. So how are you feeling about aged rums? I'd like to hear a little more on your take. Oh,
1: gosh, I don't know. It's not bad. I I can totally see like sipping it Mm -hmm. um, straight, Mm -hmm. you know. Some of, some of the times, especially with rum, it's like, no, I need something with this <laughs> coconut Why? banana. because come? Because it um, doesn't have enough character.
0: Like Bacardi. Yeah. Like your regular silver rums yeah. are pretty bland. Right. Yeah.
1: I totally get what you're saying about it. M- mimicking whiskey. Yeah. You know? Yeah, once you age stuff in a
0: barrel, it gets, yeah, Yeah. smoky and spicy. Right. Barrels make things spicy, especially as they're younger. Actually, sometimes when they're younger, they tend to be more spicy. Really? Because they've sucked up a lot of the barrel stuff and haven't just kind of sat for a while. Wow. So it's, yeah, I find this rum in particular, because it's 40% alcohol, I find it to be better by itself than with ice if you mm. add ice after about 10 minutes this rum is too watery really yeah and, yeah. and you lose some of that interestingness yeah of the flavor. and i
1: don't i don't feel like i need to cut it with anything so totally wow, that's get that. really good yeah
0: that's good to know yeah all right sounds good let's move on to something warmer so what are your thoughts on warm cocktails
1: i don't think i've had enough to really give you an, uh, an opinion
0: have you ever had one that you can recall?
1: I don't think so. That's I mean, so other sad. than
0: I've made some for the blog. I make them. You try that. You try almost every cocktail in yeah. the blog. But
1: I don't. I don't think I sit here and think I'm craving a warm this.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think I do that either. Yeah. Warm cocktails are unusual. They are. Don't you think?
1: I guess so. I mean, yeah, can't I mean you? there's more cold than there are warm. So
0: maybe it's because we live live in the desert, so there's yeah. much <laughs> less call for a warm cocktail. I mean, even during the winter, it's not really that cold,
1: right? Right.
0: In comparison, so there are not a lot of warm cocktails. I've made a uh, hot buttered rum for mm, the blog. Right. It was good. I can't even think of what else I've made. I've made some other stuff. I mean, even then, there's one that I made on the blog with cinnamon tequila. Yeah. And there's like snow in the background because it was snow in the backyard, mm-hmm. but it was still like an iced cocktail. So I rarely make <laughs> hot cocktails. I think it's a it's a preference thing. Yeah. I drink a lot of coffee, but that's it.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. once
0: the morning is over, no more right. warm stuff. And
1: I never think to put anything in my coffee because it's just coffee is a tool for me. It needs to work the way I want it to work. That's right. It needs to get you where you need to go. I don't have time for luxury. Yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So uh, we are going to make as little as I make hot cocktails. This is the cocktail that I make a lot. Okay. I think it was two years ago that I first got this moonshine. Right. So this is, um, there's a lot of moonshine brands. Almost all of them come in a mason jar. They are. When we tasted moonshine on the show, I dinged them for coming in mason jars because they're adorable on the shelf and then they pour all over you when you're trying yes. to pour them. Mason jars are not really a proper pouring reservoir. No. Or vessel of any sort. No. But this, this one in particular is Junior Johnson's Midnight Moon. And this flavor is apple pie.
1: Yeah. This one is the one that's hard to find. I feel like it's always gone. Yeah. You can always find all the other moonshine stuff, but the
0: apple pie. It's, it's true. I've, I've never even looked in the summer, but in the winter when we're trying to make this specific cocktail, yeah. this one gets hard to find. So maybe that's so an interesting stock thing. Stock up
1: now for your moonshine, your apple pie moonshine. That's
0: right. Go straight to the store exactly. as soon as you hear this. <laughs> so there's Junior Johnson. Uh, Midnight Moon makes an apple pie. Then there's Old Smoky Moonshine, who also makes an apple Mm -hmm. pie. Then there's Sugarland's Moonshine, who also makes an apple pie. Actually, the interesting thing is, of all the apple pie flavors, this is the most common. You'll see it on all of them. Right, right. They were the um,
1: first, weren't they?
0: What? Who's they?
1: (laughs) 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 Junior Johnson's, they were the first. To, to do the whole moonshine.
0: Maybe. It's of, hard. No? It's really hard to tell because uh, part of a cocktail lore mm-hmm. is telling the story. So it's like Junior Johnson was a moonshiner back in Prohibition <laughs> days. And it's like, well, yeah, but you started your company six years ago. Right. Right. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? like. I get that you have his name but, but he didn't I can make find it in moonshine. Albertson's right. two years ago, right? <laughs> right? He didn't actually make your moonshine, so let's not get too excited right. about it. So that that's a great question. I have no idea. Junior Johnson's is of the three moonshines I named, it's the only one made in North Carolina. The other two are made in Tennessee. Okay. But it's like I said, a company creates lore associated with its brand, and so it's hard to nail down like when did you even start? Oh, you started your company in 2012. right? But I've
1: been right? this out in my backyard. Right,
0: because then, <laughs> then you lose some of the edge. Right. So uh, let's, let's work on this before our cocktail gets cool. So the reason I like Junior Johnson's Midnight, Mo- Midnight Moon Apple Pie Moonshine wow. is because it is moonshine that is sweetened with apple juice. Right. Uh, and it actually has a little cinnamon stick, which is adorable. And
1: you prefer that over sugar because
0: yeah it's it's a liqueur because apple juice sweetens things but there's no sugar as far as i can tell it's hard to tell sometimes but it doesn't it's not like sticky like Mm -hmm. sugar would be right and so here's what you do this cocktail is called the mountaineer punch sound good right all right so i again make this in the fall in the winter our friend had a christmas party last year I and remember. and I told her I have the best punch. Here's why it's good because you can serve it have it on a pot on the stove mm-hmm. and they can people can just serve themselves. Yeah. And and our friend is super creative and, and so she was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to have 20 different mugs i'm gonna go to the dollar store i'm gonna go to goodwill i'm gonna buy all the weird ugly like snowman mugs looks like a fat snowman or whatever it was the coolest christmas party because you have like 20 different mugs they're sitting next to the stove and then you have this on the stove
1: Mm, nice and that just fills up the room it does
0: I mean, you can smell this right Right, now, and it smells great. Mm -hmm. So here's what you do. Super easy, two ingredients. It's really just dump it in a pot and turn it on low. Okay. So you're having a winter party. You're having a fall party, depending on the temperature. When you're ready to have your warm cocktails, here's what you do. Uh, You set a big pot on the stove. You put a ladle next to it. You pour a whole jar of Junior Johnson's Midnight Moon.
1: All right. Including the cinnamon stick.
0: Of course, because it looks so cool. And in fact, usually what I say is like buy some more cinnamon sticks and throw them in too. Okay. Because people like that. They think it's neat. Okay. So you pour a whole jar in a slightly warming pot. And then what you do is you buy a um, container of spiced apple cider. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you just dump the whole thing into. So really, what that ends up being um, numbers wise is that's like a three to one ratio. Okay. Okay, because because a jar of moonshine runs you about that's like twenty five ounces, seven hundred fifty milliliters, twenty five ounces, and then the big things of cider are like sixty four ish. So that's about a three to one. Okay. And so we're going to make these the same way, but we're just going to make them in one mug because if we made a giant pot of moonshine, we would never be able to make it home tonight. (laughs) So it's going to be really easy. I'm going to have you make this. Just pour an ounce of moonshine in that little coffee mug. Okay. And then we'll just top it with the uh, spiced apple cider. Spiced is better because it has a lot more flavors. Uh, and I think there's a little bit of sugar in spiced apple cider, but not a whole lot. This is a really, really, this is a really easy, what happened? An ounce. I think you did half. Yeah. Or is that a tablespoon? I'm looking. Point.
1: Oh, there we go. I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. These these are the most confusing glasses I own. And no matter which way you turn oh. them, there you go. There it goes oh, everywhere. That's an go. ounce and a half. We should just throw these glasses out immediately. It's
1: that mason jar.
0: Yeah. And then it, it puts so much pressure on you because you start p- pouring moonshine and down And you just start
1: talking. That's what it is, Greg.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I should just, just not talking. talk when you're mixing stuff. That's right. <laughs> so this is the spiced apple cider. I put it in a smaller jar so we could bring it. So don't think that it's what it says it is. But it's spiced apple cider. Put three ounces of that, right. which is almost the whole glass. I don't even know if I have three ounces of it left, but we'll see. I think I should have exactly pretty close. Awesome. And just pour that in on top. So uh, what we did is we went ahead and heated this up in the microwave right? instead of the stovetop or whatever. So we're going to give this a try. This is called the Mountaineer Punch. It's one part apple pie moonshine, three parts of spiced cider, which really ends up being... One jar of moonshine to one big bottle of apple cider. Okay. It is really easy to make. Just make it on your stovetop, put a ladle there, and you can adjust this up or down, mm-hmm. right? Depending on your friends. You have kind of nutty friends, then go easy on the moonshine, <laughs> right? You have friends with tons of self control, yep. then dull friends double it then. up. <laughs> I didn't say dull. <laughs> so give it a taste. What All do you right. think of the Mountaineer Punch?
1: Oh, wow. Oh, that's really good. I love when
0: you say, oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I think I say that all the time if I like it. That's really good, and that's dangerous.
0: This doesn't taste like moonshine, does it? No, not at all. It tastes like apples. hmm Delicious, yeah. warm, and cozy apples, yeah. and that's all it tastes like. So that's the cool thing about this is really, I, I think we made two batches of this at our friend's party last year. Mm-hmm. And it's enough that it's like, oh, this is good. This is warm, yeah. right? The, both the liquor and the temperature are warming me, right? Because you're using it in the, a good ratio with the spice cider, it just works fine. It does, and it tastes really good. Yeah, it's one of those that, as rarely as I make a hot cocktail, um, this is one that I make a lot, especially during the winter time. So it's a fun one to do.
1: Super easy. It
0: is. I like the taste of that. As much as I don't like actual apples, I really like apple cider-y stuff.
1: You're not going to find many people who don't like that punch.
0: Yeah, that's totally true. It's basically the best punch you could ever make. Yes. Is that what you said? No. Why do do I make these sweeping generalizations (laughs) and everything? So today we taste Praia rum. From the Kingdom of Thailand. Yes. Did you even know Thailand was a kingdom? No. I didn't either. I
1: don't know much about it.
0: But I trust my rum, and that's what counts. <laughs> uh, and then we made the Mountaineer Punch. We went to um, the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, Tennessee and made us a Mountaineer Punch. Okay. Which is great for fall, great for winter. Make it all winter. Make it at a party. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the show. I'm Greg Mays. I'm the managing editor of Simple Cocktails.
1: And I'm Lisa Mays. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, like comment leave us a um oh what is that thing that you do an itunes review would be so nice it would be nice so nice please it would match the other one that's there that's right (laughs) (laughs) thanks for tuning in cheers